Super Talk Mississippi media production. Spring is in the air, and that means it's time to refresh your wardrobe with the season's hottest trends at the Black Sheep Boutique. Don't blend in this spring. Stand out with the Black Sheep Boutique with two locations to serve you in Tupelo or Saltillo or online at theblackshepboutiquetupelo.com. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from your Super Talk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. You can watch us, too. We're on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. I thought we'd kick off today with a few good headlines. I think that's a good thing around this time of year, something to be thankful for. Here's a new study commissioned by Verizon and Nextdoor, so you know that's reliable. <laughs> it's reliable and scientific to the core. It is led by kindness.org. It revealed the states with the kindest neighbors in America. Guess where you uh, guess where Mississippi fell on the list, Rano? Got to be somewhere near the top. Somewhere near the top. We are number eight on the list. I feel like it's a little low for us, but out of 50 states and 10,000 people, we made it in the top 10. I think that's pretty cool. I also think it's neat kind of what they asked them. Some of the insights they got uh, through their, I guess, survey of folks was 94% of people said that they would return a lost item to a neighbor. Maybe you've done that before. You've definitely probably done that if you knew it was theirs, right? If something got blown into your a driveway or maybe you got a piece of their mail, you knew which house it was at, that kind of sort of thing. I feel like we we all would do that here in Mississippi. 61% of the people, they would drive, they would forgive, excuse me, forgive the debt of a neighbor. 61%, that dropped from 94%. I think, <laughs> you know, I lent um, our across the street neighbor um, some milk the other week, and I don't expect to get that back. You know, if that's a, if that's what they consider debt to be paid. But mm, I think there needs to be more context to what the debt is, how much it is, why it was lent out and whatever it may be. I'm just not going to forgive you because you're my neighbor. Let's just put it that way. Maybe that's why we're only on number eight. It's me. I'm holding us back. Forty one percent. We're going down. Forty <laughs> percent of the people say they would adopt the child of a neighbor who maybe passed away um, unexpectedly. I think, you know, if you're in a neighborhood where your family lives around you, probably so. But I feel like we would definitely take in if needed overnight or for a period of time or, or anyway. I see why that went down to 41 percent. The average American would give up seven dollars and 65 cents if it meant that a neighbor got ten dollars. Not sure how they thought of that, but sure, I'd give up seven dollars and 65 cents. Further, when asked what emotion or feeling they associated with their neighbors, the respondents top scoring sections were happy and grateful. 
which I feel that way about our Good Things family and most of your neighbors, happy and grateful. Again, this is that scientific review article from kindness.org, where we're at least we're at the top eight. We didn't make it to to the bottom. They also included that the top ten overall kindest acts for neighbors included you pay for the neighbor's groceries at the supermarket. Man, they pay for a lot. Donate money to a neighbor. We mentioned that. Diapers if needed, extra school supplies if needed. And, you know, and maybe their idea of a neighbor isn't next door. Maybe their idea of the neighbor is a collective community, because I feel like we do this well in terms of a state. But it gets a little more specific if you mean like the people next door or the people across the street. Sometimes, you know, you just don't necessarily meet those specific needs uh, for each other. So pretty cool stuff. At least we are definitely in the top 10 for the most kindest to our neighbors. I believe that. We're also the most giving, uh, but we'll be talking more about that as Giving Tuesday comes up. Here's another good headline for you. The Hattiesburg Concert Association was presented for, and they are the presenter of, of Festival South. We talk about that every year here on Good Thing. It's a week-long extravaganza that takes over the Pine Belt that started with one you know, singular idea to bring the arts and music to the Hattiesburg for the people. And it snowballed fast into a really large event. And they have been named one of 2022's top nonprofits in Mississippi by the Mississippi Business Journal. And I think that's kind of cool. It goes to show the type of events and things that we like to uh, promote here on Good Things. So congratulations to them. Now, enough of the nice stuff. Sometimes we have to vent a little bit or talk about the that's the funner things to sort of gripe about. And I ask this every year, just about on the Good Things Facebook group, which I tell you all the time is a great place to go. Connect with Rhino and I, see some really good headlines, get the conversation started, and have a little fun every now and then. And every year around this time, I like to pose the question, I want you to ruin Thanksgiving in three words or less. All political comments will not be read, and they will get deleted. You So far, you guys have, have followed the rules. Yes, I, we live in a time, in such a time, that I have to put stipulations on, on it. Because I did say ruin. So, I mean, I am throwing it out there for you to take a stab at wrecking, wrecking Thanksgiving. And some of you come up with some pretty creative ways of going about that. And it also shows to what you're most looking forward to. Because for me, out the gate, Josh said, a dry turkey Turkey is dry. That's the three his three words. I mean, that wouldn't be the worst thing. It wouldn't necessarily ruin Thanksgiving for me. But if you're a tur- turkey lover, then out the gate, you're going to be sad. That's in the same vein as mine, and I'm counting contractions as one word because my three words would be <laughs> you're smart you do that. serving tofurkey. Mm-hmm. As somebody else said, it's one of the most liked comments on this sort of uh, thread we've got going was just vegan <laughs> now imagine yourself being a good southern man or woman and you get invited to a thanksgiving a new one particularly probably extended family and or one or two things are going to happen either you've never met the family before you had absolutely no idea of their dietary preferences and or we'll just pick on aunt sue again today aunt sue decided to have a health makeover over the last year and so she was going to surprise the family with all vegetarian vegan options for your holiday meal i can only imagine most of us would handle it with kindness i think 
And then... Except Uncle Sal. Except Uncle Sal, who would be sour and would make all of the (laughs) offset comments, jokes, remarks, puns, disgruntledness. 95% of us would probably then leave said holiday gathering and wind up at a Piccadilly, a Waffle House, somewhere for some bacon of some capacity. But it would be a weird thing to navigate if you if you were walking into it completely, completely blind. Yeah, because, I mean, like with the tofurkey, I'm not against tofu. Tofu can be good in certain dishes, but trying to turn that into turkey is not my idea of a Thanksgiving meal. So has anyone, if you're listening to Good Things, have you ever had to, I guess, transform at least a little bit of Thanksgiving for someone with dietary restrictions, whether it be, I mean, because there are some legit ones. You do have those that are deathly allergic to things. That is, you are not a laughing matter. It's life or death for you. That are some, like like gluten free or whatnot. I'm thinking more of though, if you did have maybe a son or daughter who brought home the boyfriend, girlfriend, new husband, wife, first time, and maybe they are different in their dietary choices than your traditional family, how you accommodated that with grace and southern charm would be... You invite them into the kitchen to fix something they would like to eat (laughs) instead of trying to apply what you know how to cook to what they want to eat. And I'm sure everyone handled it again with grace and kind. I'm seeing an SNL skit, SNL skit of some kind. I'm thinking of of a great um, sitcom situation where it could just completely take over be funny you could have a big laugh with it it could also be very awkward too for both parties especially if it's not completely understood usually those that have life-threatening scenarios will help or bring or bring their own it's not it's not really your place to keep them alive (laughs) necessarily but then there's those like ones that you don't know, like shellfish, or and maybe you ac- you not accidentally, but you chose, you know, to go like seafood gumbo or oyster dressing for a new time, and then it can get awkward. For some quick. reason, I'm just reminded of the, the controversy that was on social media. It's been two, three months ago now, mm-hmm. but apparently, and I could be getting the country wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's in Sweden, where. It's customary to, if you have a guest over, you don't feed them. You don't? You don't. So if they leave You'll hungry, have, like, they're like happy? Like a friend comes over for, for a sleepover, family goes and sits down for dinner, they're just out of luck. They should have ate before they came. That's and it's a terrible. cultural thing. Well, I guess if it's cultural, then they get they understand it. I don't know. Here's our fun day, though. This is our fun time to ruin Thanksgiving in three words or less. 601-879-4395. We've got more of that coming up next. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. 
You can watch good things. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. Don't forget, coming up next week, Middays with Gerard Gibbert and Good Things with myself. We will be live Wednesday, hopefully alive, <laughs> live Wednesday, November 30th in downtown Cleveland, celebrating their beautiful display of 50 Nights of Lights, where over a million lights have transformed Cleveland into a winter wonderland this holiday season. Now through January 1st, you can view the lights by walking down the trail or by driving. It's all free, and it's right there in Cleveland. So go ahead and go check them out. You don't have to wait for us, but we will be there next Wednesday. And if you've been over to the Good Things Facebook group to share how you've ruined Thanksgiving in three words or less, if not, you should head on over there. There's two great headlines about some teens that you also want to check out while you're there. Vicksburg High School student Shakira. I think Alan, Miss Allen, she was named as a finalist for the Heisman High School Scholarship. I think that's pretty cool. You can read about her as well as you can read about a Gulfport team that went from a high school dropout. We might can feel him there to a college freshman and the organization that's helping him achieve that. So such other good headlines are on the Good Things Facebook group than just our fun conversation about ruining Thanksgiving in three words or less. It's just a fun way to poke lightheartedness at sometimes the stress that comes with the holiday season. And Carol in Startful says experimental recipe. She used two words. You know, you always got that one that will bring something. I wanted to try something new this year and then puts it down. And that's fine. There's room on the table or on the buffet. That's what Thanksgiving's all about. It's definitely not about less is more. It's usually more is better. And there's room to try, get a spoonful of something new. But for all sakes and purposes, we don't swap out one of the old goodies no. for something new and fresh. If you're known for the mac and cheese Bring the mac and cheese and the experimental dish. Yes. Fruitcake, Mike from Grand Bay, as well as many others, have uh, suggested. I feel like fruitcake just has did not have the right PR team. I get that some are awful. I get that. And I think it's more of a visual for most of us. And yeah. when you have the option of all the other goodies on the dessert table... Why would you go for the fruitcake first? You wouldn't. I get that. But with the right cup of coffee, and if it's fresh and still has some moisture to it, fruitcake's not bad. I mean, not to get too in the weeds, but I think that the 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 hatred that fruitcake gets <laughs> comes from a a mass almost psychosis dating back to the Great Depression. If I'm getting this correct, because I, I watched a documentary on it, actually. On fruitcake? I was really bored. On fruitcake and the economy and all this kind of crazy stuff. I don't know why I watched it, but it was 10 minutes and I watched it. There you go. But they were talking about how back in the day, especially during the Great Depression, you had a lot of people that still wanted to celebrate the holidays and spend time with, with friends and family, but didn't have nearly as much disposable income. Mm-hmm. So a fruitcake was a way to both splurge and save you're putting a lot of ingredients into one recipe which seems a bit extravagant if you're strapped for cash but the fruitcake can also last the whole year if it's made correctly it can be shipped to relatives that can't afford to come and see you and all these different things and after the country and the world got out of the great depression there was this taint left on the fruitcake because of its necessity at the time which is 
Very interesting. And it goes to show that different foods during that time ended up with a better or different sort of PR twist to it because that's really where mac and cheese kind of got its like vroom, or dough in ter- burgers in terms of popularity. Because you think about in times that were tough, you had noodles and then you had like some sort of cream or sort of cheese sauce. And it was a hearty meal that was warm and comforting that was also being made in finer dining places, but could be made in the lower income, lower wages sort of scenario. And then not to mention, I think that's around the time that Kraft Foods introduced its box macaroni and it sold like eight million boxes within weeks or months of opening but it was only 19 cents a box and so it and so then people were trying to figure out ways to create that indulgence in different forms and fashions which all led to the mac and cheese that we have now which is so sad because you had two foods you have the fruit cake and you have the mac and cheese and you need references to bring the mac and cheese to thanksgiving table and you get booed if you bring the fruit cake to <laughs> To the Thanksgiving table. But like everything that gets labeled old-fashioned or old-school and tacky or out of out of fashion or out of date, it it seems to have a, a resurgence a bit with the fruitcake. Because, I mean, Mountain Dew, of all people, have a fruit quake flavor that's supposedly fruitcake-ish. We have a little bit of a conspiracy that there's only one fruitcake in every family and everyone just keeps regifting it to everyone else. Is it one of those that can be down, or is that the more of like the sourdough bread that's got the starter? That's the sourdough bread that has the starter. The fruitcake is a little bit denser than that. Fruitcake is to Thanksgiving what candy corn is to Halloween, Bobby and Batesville. But if they keep making it, somebody is eating it. I mean, at some point, if you are the gifter of the fruitcake, are you doing it because somebody's got to bring the fruitcake? Or in your mind, do you feel like, oh, man, let's pick up a fruitcake. They'll love it. <sighs> I think that that falls into two different camps. If you're the traditionalist that's just doing it because somebody has to bring the fruitcake, you may not even really be a fan of the fruitcake. But if you're in the camp of, oh, they'll love it, you're probably one of those people that just has fond memories of fruitcake and actually enjoy the texture and the flavor so you – you think everybody else is on that boat with you, so you want to share the joy. I team fruitcake. <laughs> I mean, I won't eat the whole thing, but now if I see one on Thanksgiving tables, I'll get a small slither so it doesn't feel left out, and I will lay it next to the Great Depression mac and cheese. And so the two can be reunited once again for what they have given us over over the great years. Okay, talking about ruining Thanksgiving in three words or less, many are going to turkey scenarios. We had the turkey is dry, the turkey didn't fall, uh, thaw, the turkey exploded. I've seen, I like the one. You did something really wrong to get it to explode. <laughs> I have seen horror stories, though, and maybe you have one about the turkey going awry. Maybe it didn't completely thaw out. That is really, that's nightmare level if you go to cook it and you do have all these people coming over and your turkey's still frozen in the middle. I mean, you can make, you pivot and you figure it out, right? You're going to go put it in the sink and run cold water over it and get your hands all blue, pulling ice out of it. You'll you'll get it thawed. You'll figure it out. Or, and I've seen um, from not my personal experience or my family, but through personal friends where, you know, the you, you double ovens are, are a gem and then they can be a curse if you put it in the wrong oven. 
So if you put it in the oven that you didn't turn on and you time it out for however many hours and then the turkey doesn't cook or you catch it halfway between, you're in a bind. You can't really speed up the cooking of the turkey if you're I now. I almost did that with a crock pot roast the other day. You put, put it the, in there, cut up the onion, cut up some celery, threw some baby carrots off in there, <laughs> put the seasoning, put the lid on it, walked away. About an hour later, I noticed I wasn't smelling anything, and I was like, usually by this point I'm smelling something. I go in there, I turned it on, just hadn't plugged the crock pot in. Oh, it's like you're a tired mother of two, <laughs> but you're a single man. Well, you have absolutely no excuse. And then many of you, too, have had that moment you're driving to wherever Thanksgiving is, and you were, maybe you are the one who is poised with the mac and cheese, the dressing, whatever, and you get halfway there and you're like, oh, my God, I forgot it. I get to run and go back and get it. I think we can all um, feel that at some some way, somehow, that you were supposed to, and you just, just slipped your mind. You just totally, totally forgot about it. I think everybody can feel this on a certain level from Serena in Oxford on the C Spire text line. She says, I used to hate fruitcake as a child, but I've grown up and I have a new appreciation for it. My grandmother used to make it every year. I would give almost anything to have a slice with her now. Oh, yeah. See, eat the fruitcake. <laughs> We're going to have a resurgency of fruitcake lovers here in the state of Mississippi. Next year, we'll be reading headlines about mass fruitcake sales in Mississippi. What happened? Good things happened. Good things happened to the fruitcake industry. We just need to get whoever worked for cranberries to start working for fruitcake because cranberries are in everything. So All that brings They've up a really good, good debate. Are you team cranberry sauce? And if you are, are you team canned or homemade or you know the answers i know you have to have ridges but some of you just at the thought of cranberry sauce anyway that's my husband he don't even want to see it and the fact that they actually make like containers for it to take out of the can and put it like southerners you got a cranberry sauce saucer We don't mess around with our cranberry sauce. All right, stick with us. We got more for you up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. on your computer, your mobile device, just head on over to supertalktv.com. And it's not Friday here on Good Things, although it kind of feels like it should be. I've got yeah. Thanksgiving Ida's Tanya. But we've got Tanya in the house to talk movies because, well, many of us, if we're not going to the game or really into football, we try to find something to do with the family. Movies is it's that time of year when the holidays come around. And there are a bunch of them. It's like a Thanksgiving feast for movie fans. It's so much, so many different genres. So you're yeah. going to find something Especially you like. 
because I think it's supposed to be a little rainy this yeah, coming weekend. So yeah. it'd be a perfect time to get out. Well, the first one, and some of these are going to have sneak peeks tonight, but pretty much everything's being released tomorrow, uh, which is a couple of days earlier than usual. And they're just, you know, everybody's capitalizing on people being out of school, off work, and that kind of thing. But the first one is called The Sun. Now, this is one of those that is getting some Oscar buzz. Really? Um, it's got Hugh Jackman in it. And um, it's the story of a family that they're just kind of falling apart and it's their struggle to try to to, to pull things together um he plays a guy who's got a really hectic life and he's trying to balance this demanding new prestigious job with his family um and he's got a new baby um and he's got an ex-wife played by Laura Dern um, and then, of course, his new wife, he's trying to keep everybody happy. And it's just the stresses that go on with that. And on top of that, he's got some relationship issues with his own father, um, played by Anthony Hopkins. So just a stellar cast. Absolutely. Uh, PG-13. And it's it's definitely a drama. So, um, you know, it's one of those if you're just in the mood for a drama. No no laughter on this one. Oh, man. Yeah. Thank okay. you, Jackman, though. He's pretty to look at. Yeah, for sure. Um, and. And then um, we've also got another one that's getting a lot of Oscar buzz. This one, this one is called The Fablemans. And this is the one directed by Steven Spielberg, written by Steven Spielberg. And it's loosely based on his real life as a kid. Um, so it's about a, a young boy who is given a camera and just has fun. You know, just the story of him escaping into the world of making these little movies and of course we all know uh that was kind of money well spent whoever bought the camera for him um and then of course just you know i think to me it's sort of a love letter to his mother because she really supported him um and it's also pg-13 so uh, that's one i kind of want to see yeah it's, you know especially since he's the one who is sharing his kind of own story uh, yeah i, I feel think like that's it, really factual cool. yeah and um, michelle williams is playing his mom which you know i think what an honor to be selected to for that role somebody who he clearly loves um and then paul dano is his dad uh seth rogan is actually in it he's been taking a lot of dramatic roles lately so um anyway so that's a gr- another great one that is also getting a lot of Oscar buzz, so um, you know you might want to check that one out if you want to get well, a head seems start. Like too at least family friendly. Yeah, and um, the next one, not so much though. This one's rated R. It's called Bones and All. I don't know if you've heard about it, but it's based on a book, and it's about two teenagers who basically travel across the country. And that all sounds great and wonderful, but they're both cannibals. I said there's got to be, but wait, yeah. I feel like they're eating them. <laughs> so you've got that mixed in there. So you know, some teens are just into other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one, I have heard some early reports that people are leaving the theater. They can't handle it. So just keep that in mind. But Timothy Chalamet's in it. Who in their right um, mind thought that would be a good movie to make right before Thanksgiving? <laughs> the same director that did Call Me By Your Name, which was kind of the movie that that launched Timothy Ch- Chalamet into 
a, a household name or you know anybody that likes movies know who he is um and then taylor russell is the girl um so yeah i'm gonna say i'm not seeing that one i'm sorry y'all i no. just can't i there's i have my limits and that's one <laughs> um and then one that is probably going to be boring to kids, but it's PG-13. Um, it's Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery. So if you saw Knives Out, gosh, I think it was three or four years ago now, um, this is like another movie that uh, stars Daniel Craig as Lieutenant, I mean, Detective Blanc, Blanc and he finds himself in Greece among a group of friends, not his friends, but a group of friends that are there for a reunion. They're very wealthy, very influential people. And one of them, of course, turns up dead. And so he's on the case. He's got to figure out who did it. Um, Ed Norton is also in it. Um, Kate Hudson, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr. That's so a, a really, really good cast. Yeah. And if you like the first one, I think you're going to like this one. I loved the first Knives Out. Uh, I did not really like Daniel Craig's um, accent in it, but he got a lot of attention for it. Everybody thought he was great. Polar opposite of James Bond, for sure. Hmm. So... <laughs> um, and then another one. This one's got some Mississippi connections. Uh, it's called Devotion. This one's getting a lot of Oscar buzz, not only for the film, but the actors. But Glenn Powell, who we saw in Maverick earlier mm-hmm. this year, he's in it. Jonathan Majors, who is a huge up and rising star. He's going to be in the new Ant-Man. Um, but and he's also in the new Creed movie coming out. But it's based on a real life guy from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And um, it's the story of him during the Korean War, um, he had, well, first of all, he was the first African-American aviator to complete the Navy's basic flight training program. Um, and so he was in the Korean War. He had flown probably about 20, I think, combat missions. Um, and I guess the 21st, his plane came under fire and he crashed on a mountaintop. And so um, it's just the story of that. And, um, you know, also it features a Jonas brother. Joe Jonas is in it. So I wonder if he got uh, to come to Mississippi. I don't know. A little <laughs> bit of something for everybody, though. It's PG-13. My husband has been talking about this movie for like six months, ever since. He's a, a war. I mean, he reads every book, so he knew the story. And as soon as he found out about the movie, he's like, we're going, we're going. Have so y'all been yet? We have not. It'll be out tomorrow. Gotcha. See so you know yeah. what your Thanksgiving plans are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then finally, we have got a Disenchanted. Uh, this is streaming on Disney+. Plus. So if you watched Enchanted, believe it or not, 15 years ago. Wow. I cannot believe that. Um, Amy Adams was back as Giselle. And in the movie, it's 10 years later. And she is just a little uh, discouraged about life and all of its demands. She's got a new baby. And, you know, she feels like she's drifting away from her daughter and her husband. And so she decides, you know what? I'm tired of life in the city. Let's go to the suburbs. And so they move into um, this, you know, fairy tale looking city. Immediately, she's met with 
some mean girls led by Maya Rudolph. And she has to find her way, and she wishes for her life to be magical again. And she gets her wish, but it does not... It's not exactly what she was thinking was going to happen. Never does. Yeah. (laughs) But um, in addition to Amy Adams, you've got Patrick Dempsey's back, Adina Menzel, James Martin, everybody from the first. What's it rated? It's PG. It's PG. Yeah. And I did see it. It's really good. The music, um, Alan Minken has written a few new songs for this one, and they're good, just like the first one. Um, And there's one song that's my favorite that is sort of a... It's a, it's Amy and Maya singing and they're kind of having a little showdown. Um, but that's my favorite song. There is also one at the end that Adina Menzel, who we know from Frozen, Let It Go, uh, she sings. And I think that's supposed to be the big song from this movie, but I really liked the duet better. Another thing that's streaming, I have to give props to Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Falling. Is it falling? Falling in? for Christmas. Falling for Christmas. I know, Rhino, you're laughing at me. <laughs> but she's back, y'all. She was it's nor- so bad. It's she looked so cute. It was so cute. And it was great for, you know, the 10 year old and I to watch together on a cold yeah. Saturday afternoon. And it, and I thought, oh, she's back. Like she seemed normal yeah, on camera. Yeah. I thought she looks really good. Yeah, it was probably just a half step Did above you watch a it, Hallmark Rana? movie. No, out of context I saw the scene where somebody's falling off a cliff okay. on yeah. skis and it's <laughs> like it wow, <laughs> this is bad. She literally <laughs> fell for Christmas. Yeah. But yeah. I thought it was cute. It's cute. I mean, I thought it was just a little bit above a Hallmark movie but, you know, they obviously had a bigger budget. Yeah. But um, it was safe for your kids to watch. It was yeah. a safe love story for your kids to watch yeah and for so I, sure i totally appreciated that. yeah and court overstreet's in there who if you were a fan of glee you know who he is he's a great actor so it's kind of fun to see him i'm sure he's doing stuff but i haven't seen him since glee and he's if you're a country music fan he is actually paul overstreet's son which blows my mind lots of connections yeah. lots of things to go out to see like you mentioned a feast of movies so thank yes. you tanya we'll see you after the holidays but stick with us we got more for you coming up next Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. Don't forget, too, you can stream us from the Supertalk Mississippi app. Maybe you're headed out for the holidays. You can always stream your favorite shows from there. And you can always get us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And, too, don't forget AARP during National Family Caregivers Month. Be sure to visit AARP slash MS or go to AARP Mississippi Facebook page to find more info and resources to help you on your caregiving journey. And don't forget, too, to journey over to the Good Things Facebook group. We really are having a lot of fun. It's one of my favorite posts to get started or conversations generated each year, and it's the idea of ruining Thanksgiving in three words or less, and you guys come up with some pretty uh, comical things. I know as we move into sports talk coming up next, some are saying if Ole Miss wins, others saying if State wins, you know, it's all geared towards the Egg Bowl for Thanksgiving here in Mississippi, which I would say, please don't let that ruin your 
your holiday with your family. But I think we do have a clear-cut winner for the three-word phrase that would ruin Thanksgiving the most and the fastest. What's that? And it's on the Facebook group from Derek. That's Daddy's girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, that would pretty much end the festivities and begin the fighting. It would begin, yes. It definitely uh, it definitely would. Um, no more wine. Wow, that stinks. Just whenever you needed it most. But really, when it comes to family drama, it depends on whose house that you're at, right? Because if it's your in-laws, you're sitting back and you're like, here we go. Like, it's going to get good. But if it's your family, then you're the one that's sort of sweating it out and like, oh, Trying my God. look around at stuff that's expensive and throwable <laughs> that you need to go, go hide real quick. And you've sat there and you've wondered all week, should you extend the invitation to to the right, you know, cousin or whatever it may be. If you don't, then it becomes a thing. If you do, you know, they'll be the thing. And then you hope that they got invited to something. It's just we're all in this dance during the holidays. Every family's got one or two. And then it's just um, it's just life. Right. And then nine times out of ten, though, you're dreading the bejesus out of the day, especially if you're the one hosting or maybe you're headed somewhere that's not exactly up your alley. You'd rather be in a tree or doing something else with your life. And then you sit down, you kind of break the ice, you get talking about something. And then before you know, it's kind of time to leave. And then you're in the car and you look over each other and you're like, that wasn't so bad. Or you find the moments that you know, brought a little bit of joy. For me, it's always fun to watch the kids because whenever anytime you live life through the kids' eyes, you recognize all the adult stuff really doesn't matter. And because they're usually so excited to see their cousins or to get out in the backyard and sort of play and they just completely embrace what is, you know, the holidays, which adds the level of stress to the, one, to the family's home they're running through. But usually they're like, whoa, you know, let's go. It might have to be a rabbit hole we go down tomorrow talking about non-food Thanksgiving traditions. Like, you know, do you have the family football game where you get out there and, and you play two-hand touch or, heck, go out there and tackle Uncle Sal? <laughs> oh, Aunt Sue and Uncle Sal. If you really are an Aunt Sue or Uncle Sal, we want to send you all of our love here on Good Things. You have been sort of poised as our as our uh, scapegoats. But, you know, Thanksgiving kind of doesn't – usually doesn't have – um, as many traditions as when you move into sort of the holiday season. Other than here in Mississippi, it's all about football, 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 football. And I know that the whole, like, back when Black Friday actually started on Thanksgiving night late into actually Friday morning when it was more of the traditional, a lot of folks, you raise your, you know, you roll your eyes, you do whatever, you don't have to go shopping, it's fine. But there were a lot of families who look forward to that. You ate, and then you got out the, se- y'all remember those things, the sale pages that would come in the mailbox that you actually had to wait for, and you would lay them all out, and you would discuss, and you would have, and yeah, you're shopping for things you probably don't need, but it was the time spent with who your shopping buddies were going to be with. Those that dared to go out either late or early in the morning to snag whatever it was. And most of the time, those things aren't about the material things. It's about the time spent and the experience. Looking back, you have no idea what you bought, but you just remember standing out in the cold, waiting for the doors to open. You snagged whatever it may be. And so, yeah, I mean, I think sometimes the tradition can get wrapped up into the commercialization of 
other things, but that, there can still be some good in that. As long as you're having fun, you can afford it, <laughs> and you like the people that you're with, I think anything can, can find good in anything. Or thinking about talking talking about looking at it through the, the eyes of a child. That something I haven't done since I was a kid was wake up and get excited to watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah, we always have that on. Absolutely. All the, the different, they were talking about Snoopy and all the different floats now. It's just one thing that's usually on in most homes, whether it's background noise or you're, you're diving into it. Um, so, good stuff. Conversation never ends over on the Good Things Facebook group. We would love to have you there. But stick with us. You got more football talk coming up next with the boys with sports talk. But Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.